Um, Sean, I, I suppose, look, the reality is you're at the launch of the, the All-Ireland Series, which would suggest we're at the business end of the championship. Yeah. Clearly, you know, Limerick are in a situation where that's where you would have wanted to have been at the start of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, we've worked hard over the last number of weeks to get to the place we are now. Um, and even though the league, we, we, we've progressively improved as the games went by. Um, there would have been questions, Max, asked of us in the first game, imagine. Um, but as the weeks went by, we, we, we just got better and we, we knew that ourselves, you know, and the performances reflect that. So we were hoping to get that bit better now the next day, Jerome, and, and build on what we have worked on over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's been a nice run in. We're a week and a half out now at this stage and uh, really looking forward to the, to the semi-final. Sean, would you have any um, worries during the league? I know you're an experienced outfit and you were clearly working to a plan. But mm. yourself personally, did you have any worries about your form or where you were when things weren't going as, as everyone would have liked? Not at all, um, Jerome, to be quite honest. We we knew, probably, well, not, not knew, but teams probably had that bit more work than us done going into the first game of the league. Um, we got that draw um, against Tipperary, but... The, the stats that we looked at um, as the league progressed it evidently showed that we were getting better, and that was a big that was a, that was a good sign. You know, if you if we were stagnant and we weren't really improving as the week went on, you'd be worried. But the, the stats showed that we were getting better and better, and we knew we were in a good place and we would be in a good place come the championship if that continued. You know, and that that is the case. You know, you look at what Galway who. Who are flying us in in the in the league campaign and look where they are now. So we knew uh, ourselves internally once we looked at the stats that we were improving and and that gave us confidence that we are in a good place. Albeit some might have thought that we were underperforming. That takes a lot of trust from management to players and vice versa from players to management. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we trust everything that the management are doing um, from a strength and conditioning point of view, but also from a coaching perspective. And we obviously have good, a good stats team there as well. So we know that we are working hard in training as well. Um, and look, we're just doing what we've done over the last couple of years and building and trying to improve every every week. But uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's massive trust between the management and, and the players. And that's important um, to recognise that, OK, we might not be going as well as we are going. Or we want to go, but we're, we're improving and we will be in a good place and we are in a good place a week out or a week and a half out from, from the next game. Uh, John, John would have spoken about it after the uh, the Munster final that there's you know still room for improvement. I suppose there's been inconsistencies in both the Cork game and, and the Tip game so far. Yeah, always room for, for improvement, John. We've, we've showed patches of, of really good play and, and, and pieces of, I suppose, Patch the play where we, we'd be proud of and we'd expect of ourselves, but we've yet to do it for 70 minutes or even for 60 minutes. So it's just looking to to bring that second half performance and deliver that over a 70 minute period. Um, and if we do that, we'll be we'll be in a really good place. But yeah, we've yet to, to, to perform over 70 minutes to a level that we we're very proud of. Um, and we'd be hoping to do that the next day. Um, just finally for me, I suppose the, the return of supporters I think last year everyone was was happy that you know the championship went ahead and that you felt you didn't miss the supporters. But now that they've returned, um, do you realise you had missed them? Oh yeah, and you probably noticed the two when you were at the game the last day when there were seven thousand there. It seemed that there could have been 
17 or 27,000 there. It was um, when the second goal went in. So it's been a, it's been a, there was some element of novelty in it last year where there was late evening games under lights and probably didn't have much of an impact. Um, but certainly in the middle of the summer, like when the weather was last weekend, to see the crowds back has been fantastic. It's, it's, it's so, so good. Sean, um, go ahead. <clears throat> on the, 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 the Munster final, we all know about the second half and where it came from. Where did the first half come from? Or was it Tipperary were exceptionally good or we were very, very flat? Um, I think there was uh, certainly Tipper excellent. Tipper really, really good. And it's a performance that maybe surprised them. But uh, we weren't all that bad in the first half. Uh, as 20, 22 minutes gone, we were still in a good place. We were three points down, I think, um, which in Hurling is not a significant deficit. So we were in a good place for 20, 25 minutes, but we were punished badly for our errors. Um, some days you might get away with some of those mistakes, but we were certainly punished badly for our, for our mistakes, and that showed in, in the score run at halftime. And then, we look, we addressed it. We knew we had plenty of time in the second half. There was 40 minutes to be played, um, made a few... I suppose adjustments to our shape um, and the way we set up, and that stood to us. But we knew we still hadn't hit the the we hadn't got into our flow sense, um, and we knew if we did that we we'd be in a good place. And that second half performance was one that we would have been proud of. But we were disappointed, of course, not to be able to deliver that over the sixty or seventy minutes. You know, we we can't be in a position where we are ten or twelve points down in in, in another game. You know. Sean, in, in the, the second last league game against Cork, it was a dress rehearsal for, for, for the championship. Obviously, Limerick didn't read much into it and the shenanigans that went on with Cork with a kind of a weakened team and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, that was a game we obviously focused on. We focused only on the next game and that's always been the case and, and that was the fourth or fifth game. But uh, yeah, we knew Cork were going to be good and that we obviously knew they did big players to come back into the championship team um, in Turles. But again, we don't necessarily focus, Matt, on, on who we're playing. Of course, there's going to be some element of analysis from the management perspective of how they set up and how they play the game, whether they carry it or deliver it long and stuff. So we typically focus on ourselves, um, and that has been the case, and that was the case against Cork and Tip. Um, and albeit looking at their game plan as well. But yeah, Cork, they, they're a good team. They are a good team and they're only getting better. So they're definitely a team to look out for and, and one to be wary of um, if we do meet them in a, in a semi-final. I know it's it's not your area of the field, but on the day, the game against Cork in the championship, we shot 20 wides, which was very alarming. Alarming, but I suppose... In, in the game of hurling, you're going to get a lot of wides. It's just important to be getting shooting. You're you're getting scores, you know, and we're also getting um, we're getting into positions where we are being able to to make shots and stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's probably something that is has shown over the last couple of years where we had a high wide count and and sometimes we've been punished for it. But we're also getting a lot of scoring chances. You know, we're getting above. 40 scoring chances and that's that's a good that's a good um that's a good return albeit we would of course be looking to to be that bit more efficient because you put six or eight of those wides over the bar you're you're a hard team to beat if, if you've scored 226. It has improved in the last two games somewhat but we have been far particularly in the league far from prolific 
when it comes to goal scoring? Um, I probably disagree with you, Legend. Uh, like we've, we've, we've got goals over the last two games. Um, maybe it's something we focused on over the last couple of weeks and then shown over the last two or three games. I don't know that we score goals in the league game against Cork. Like we've scored goals and we're getting goal chances. Um, albeit we mightn't have been converting them um, a couple of weeks ago, but we are getting those chances and it's probably something we need to, to focus on again because, uh, of course, I know when we do concede goals, it's a big blow, but we, when we do... When we do score them, it gives us a, bit, a massive boost. Um, so, like, we, we have been scoring goals over the last couple of games. Um, and I'd be hoping that the lads up, up front would be scoring five or six of them, Matt, if they're good. Can I throw it on, can I throw it on to Trevor? Or just try to move it. Uh, Trevor? Uh, Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Matt. Sean, we've seen a feature of the championship, particularly the last couple of weekends, is um, the start uh, teams are making. That uh, and on the other side, then uh, the deficits the teams are trying to, to rein in. Galway uh, were, were trying to do their best Limerick impression last week, just came up a bit short. Is the start really, really? It's always important to get off to a good start, um, but um, particularly, I suppose, you know that that teams are chasing down these huge leads and I suppose the physical effort that takes out of you, that's that's the point of my question people said that the first half took a lot out of tip when you see their second half performance against Limerick, what did it take out of Limerick um, in terms of your post-match recovery from the Munster final, the second half? Um, I suppose the nature of teams we're playing against, they're going to be well up for games against us um, considering there's probably that tag on our back I suppose they're coming into a first 15, 17 minutes with a lot of emotion, a lot of adrenaline in, in their body, and there's going to be a kick out of them. Um, but as has shown, that is inconsistent, and that adrenaline and that that high can't last, and, and it won't last for 70 minutes, very rarely anyway. Um, and we know teams are going to come at us all guns blazing in the first 17 minutes, but we know we're process-driven if we can maintain minutes it'll be that more consistent than emotionally driven teams um the second half was i actually found it that bit easier because we weren't chasing them around the place and we were on the ball that bit more um but yeah you accord like any other championship game you're going to be you're going to be sore for a number of days like probably till the wednesday um but we, we've we've had a good week and a half now we're in a really good place we've we're back training the heads down and we're focused on week or game four or game three at this stage. So um yeah, it's 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 something that teams again you're going to expect them a kick out of them in the first 15 minutes. You'll also see a kick out of them after half time as they be hyped up again after coming out of the dressing room. But we've seen that it's inconsistent and it's hard to maintain that adrenaline and that high for 70 minutes and we'd be hoping to just tip away but there is you do need to consider that the, the deficits that we are maybe giving up if what Cork got that goal they could have put a seven points down that penalty so that's something we do need to address um that we can't allow teams to get into position where they're seven or ten points up because we mightn't be as lucky the next day around you know um and that's that's desperately unfortunate um because we would consider ourselves if we got the performance that we deserve, or not deserve, if we got the performance that we'd be proud of and expect of ourselves, then we'd be we consider ourselves a really difficult team to beat. 
Sure. John, John Coyley was referencing the squad after the, the win and um, challenging the squad members to put pressure on the starting 15. What are the Limerick training sessions like? Um, we used to hear about Kilkenny's training sessions and the intensity of them. Um, are mm. they more intensive as a championship gets on or, you know, given, I suppose, the narrow gap between games, they're maybe not as intense as they are earlier in the season? No, I suppose the days of the couple, the, the week before a game being toned down have probably have been gone in our camp anyway, where there's, there's always competition. And actually the number 16 to 36 are probably more important. And it's very easy for us to say that they are more important, but they really are in that important to the group um, for lads and whether it be 36 or number 16, to be pushing those lads that have played the game before to a level that gets the best out of them. And if the, the, those lads on the, the bench or on the extended panel the last day are hitting a form that they could potentially be playing, it's up to the lads that are playing to or starting in the previous game to to match and, and to it gets the best out of them, you know. And like we've we've referenced those those lads on the extended panel and the subs the last day. And I say the last day because that would be completely different the next day, you know. The lads starting aren't guaranteed their place, but they are so, so important to the group and, and they work hard as and they push those lads that have played in the previous game so hard and it gets the best out of everyone in the group. Um but yeah we've 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 always mentioned those lads and, and they're so important to the group. Okay. Thanks Sean. Thanks Sean. Ask Raphael. Sean, I suppose this team uh, we've seen how they've kind of reacted to deficits, to setbacks and to problems and how good are the, the team and this management team of, of addressing the likes of that temporary deficit last week, Blown Cork, and, and, and putting a plan in place to, to rectify it? Yeah, I suppose Paul um, and John are, and, and our stats team are, are probably the best at identifying a, an area that we're being punished in and, and, and where we're struggling to, to get a grasp of the temporary puckouts, for instance. We were, we were punished badly. Um, for their for not dealing with their puck outs, <clears throat> and it was our mistakes. But us, we didn't actually on the field w identify where the error was or where the issue was. And I suppose even after the water first water break, we still got punished off another puck out, and they got a second goal from it. But um, second half then went in half time. We still knew that there was plenty of time. Like forty minutes is a long, long time, and you get one or two goals, you're in a great place. And we were lucky we've tacked on three points early in the second half, and that carried us through. But it was more so focused on ourselves, our position, the way we set up on our puck out, the way we set up on their puck out uh, was probably the difference um, in that second half and how we used the ball. And rather than shooting from far out, we carried it that bit more, you know, and, and asked the questions of tip um, of their legs. Um, did they have it on their legs to, to follow the likes of Kyle, Hego, Keane, as they were taken on. But they're really good, as Paul in particular is excellent at identifying an area that we're being punished and struggling with and being able to come up with a plan that will will uh, counteract that. Just finally for me, I know one of the managers, I can't remember who off the top of my head, was bemoaning the lack of the Murra over the weekend, especially with the return of crowds and it's harder to get messages on field. I suppose, with that in mind, how important are the water breaks now to get those tactical messages across when Morferna is gone and with the return of crowds? How hard is it to, 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 to react in-game and to get messages on board? Yeah, definitely the crowds coming back is an obstacle. Um, even from players communicating to one another, or whether it be a half-back communicating to a wing forward, 
that's difficult and you can't you can hardly hear it yourself but look all teams are in the same position in in terms of the mayor forna um but it's just plenty i think there's opportunity there's plenty of opportunities in the motor breaks to be able to communicate a message to the players um and then it's up to the players to adapt to a situation or to a scenario or a setup that another team poses it's up to the players to identify where or what they're doing and then being able to adapt and i think we're good at that being able to adapt to, to different situations um albeit maybe not in the first half against tip where we were punished for the puck out um but we, we that, that it is it is the mayor forna is is an issue um but the players and management and management in particular have adapted and they will continue to 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 find i suppose ways of communicating to players on the field albeit in other ways other than the mayor forna thanks sean yeah so sean um Obviously, yeah, we've spoken about the return of crowds. And obviously, like, I'm talking to you from London here today. And I was just wondering, like, <laughs> do you get, like, obviously, the, the Limerick people in London haven't got a chance. Well, no GA fans have got a chance to get back for games the last year. This year should be different. Do you get a sense of the support that you have overseas and around the world from the Limerick people, wherever they may be, in spite of them not being able to be there as it was last year? Yeah, for sure. Um of course, like even a lot of people travelled up to Cork the last day, albeit they mightn't have tickets for the game, they'd go up just for the occasion and to see the bus driving into the stadium and stuff like that. So Limerick have always been fantastic supporters. There's great support out in out in London, over in the States, um, as far as Dubai. Um, and yeah, look, I have buddies out in those places and, and they'd always be tuning in in the middle of the morning, in, in some cases, uh, to watch games. So there's definitely, and Limerick have always been fantastic supporters through the good and the bad so um yeah for sure just reflecting on last year and winning it winning the all ireland in front yeah. of an empty croke park just yeah. doesn't seem very bizarre when you look back on it just the way it was done yeah i suppose um yeah for sure like croke park is a massive place and i suppose considering it was on in the middle of december it's probably uh Something we look back in years to come and say how how strange that was. But again, like we we went out to win the All Ireland, um, and we done that, you know. But of course, when you're winning All Ireland, you want eighty five thousand in the stadium, and you want a thousand of people back in Limerick, and you go back. So those are days, and and hopefully we we'll experience those in the future. But uh, yeah, for sure, we look back and say how crazy that championship was um, under lights, even in Packy Cueve today when it was lashing around. Nice. Hopefully we soon get to a day where we win in All-Ireland and there's 85,000 there. Great stuff. Thanks, David. Jerome, you, you had a question? I, I was, it, just a, a very localised one. Um, I was just wondering, Sean, is, is there any talk of uh, of judo out around rough these days with the Olympics coming up? Any talk of which? Judo. There's two people from Brough uh, in the Olympics. It's, yeah, very, it's a very small link now, Sean. You'll have to go and Google it. Yeah, come on. I haven't heard you actually. I must go look up after after this now. It's the first time I've heard of it. But uh, if if that's the case, I'll be tuning in. When's it on? I think it's on the 29th. I'm not quite sure myself, to be honest. Very good. No, there's actually haven't I haven't heard it at all, and surprisingly, usually that would be uh does any sort of a connection at all to Bruff. You see with JFK, they're they're all over it. So uh I'm surprised that maybe I should uh let them know about this judo thing and they might uh <laughs> 
they might put it up on Facebook or something. But. That'll keep you occupied for the next 10 days. Yeah, I do no work for the evening now, Jeremy. One quick one. Uh, Sean, traditionally, there's been a, a big gap um, between um, a monster final and a semi-final. Now, that wasn't the case last year. Um, before, it, it seemed to be a bit of a hindrance, the four or five weeks break, whatever. It's a lot shorter this year. Um, you know, your own thoughts on that, Sean? Yeah, um, obviously it's a week shorter now. It's three weeks, which in my opinion is really ideal. We got the first week to obviously enjoy maybe a day of, after the Munster final and then attention turns to, to recovery and we got a bit of training done last week and now all our focus is on this week's training um, and then we have a nice week usually into our typical routine of the week before a game and then we're focusing on a, on a semi-final. But yeah, it's been an ideal. It's obviously been a, a talking point from um, the four-week gap uh, and it's I wouldn't say thankfully but it's not there this year and I think three weeks is, is optimal I think you get a week of recovery two weeks of training and you're in a good place so um, yeah looking forward to it